Today we're talking about joy, and I have the privilege of walking you through something that the angels said. And so let me just encourage you kids, feel free to pay attention and watch. I've got some things that are going to be on the screen. It's kind of fun. Uh, but if, you know, this guy up here, he's a little old. If you start losing focus, you got those things that you can be doing, and all the parents are going to be good. Be relaxed. Enjoy. We're here together. Look, only in the United States are we so formal that we don't allow kids to speak in a service. And trust me, if they, if they start preaching, we'll deal with it, okay? <laughs> but they're good. They're fine. Um, if you need the break, though, we do have the nursery open it's right across the way, and the service is being broadcast in there. So just wanted to let you know. So how many of you love good news? Raise your hand. You love good news. Have you been amazed, like I've been amazed, that there is no good news channel as of yet? Do you know every time they try to start the good news channel, it doesn't make it. It just doesn't make it. It's, it's this world that we live in. We gravitate towards salacious things. We gravitate towards the negative. But on that night in Bethlehem, there was news that was good news. So this morning as we look, what is your news source? Is it up there? Some of you are like, I don't don't even, we're not, now I'm not going to start naming things, okay? I'm just wondering, do you have the news source? Here's the thing about news, is that they use headlines. And they use headlines to grab you, right? To get your attention. So here's some interesting headlines that I picked up uh, that I wanted you to see. Burglar! An Oak Hill community couple discovered a thief in their home Saturday after a man told a joke and heard a laugh upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Illinois executive executive to enter witness protection program. There he is, Mr. Whitaker. That's a great one, isn't it? (laughs) Thank you for our news. And uh, here we go. Slow down continues to accelerate. That's fantastic. And then my favorite, uh, for no, uh, no particular reason, and you'd have to know that this guy was a pitcher for us named Bartolo Colon. There you go. Rangers get a whiff of Colon. That's just a great byline. Great headline. So this morning, I want to take you into a story that has headlines. Behold! Unto you this day is born in the city of David. Right? Big headline. But there's some other things that are part of this. The angel's big announcement, right? Instead of of maybe Wolf Blitzer, you've got Gabriel there, right? Coming in from the fields of Bethlehem. This just in. So let's look. You know, the weekly world news is a great source of news. And if they run out of, of subscription, people that are going for it, there's two things that the news will always go after or the History Channel. They'll go and produce something on Jesus or they'll produce something on Hitler because people are fascinated by the good and the bad or the good and the ugly. And so here, apparently, we, we have ancient photo of Jesus has been found. That's fantastic. And a 500-foot Jesus appears at the UN. Kids, this is not real news. You may hear your parents talking about fake news these days. This would be fake news. But let's take you to some news that happened in Bethlehem. Here you go. Actually, not Bethlehem. I want to take you to Bedford Falls. Can I take you to Bedford Falls first before I take you to Bethlehem? Let's talk about a young man who had great joy and that he loved his 
His life. He loved the things that were given to Him. Yes. Some of you know Him by the name of... Thank you. I'm like, okay, am I the only one who has watched A Wonderful Life in the room? Okay, so, you know, George ran into some tough times. And his joy got stolen. Is that you today? Has your joy been stolen? See, joy is so incredibly powerful. And, and what were the things that stole George's uh, joy? Well, his home life. He didn't have the things he could have had, but he sacrificed in order that others might have. And then slowly the world started to creep in on him and started to point out all the things he never was able to receive. And slowly he started to see how he couldn't provide for his family. And slowly he started to see that his daughter had fever and he really didn't have the money to to get the medicine or or take care of things. And, And George's life was filled with these dramatic moments that suddenly snuck up on him piece by piece by piece and became overwhelming to the point where what? where he couldn't take it anymore. And so some of the other things that happened to poor George was someone lost all of his money. Not just his money, the town's money. And it was something that he couldn't come up with. He couldn't take care of. And so he was doomed. His family was doomed. His joy was stolen. Are the circumstances of your life trying to steal your joy away? Let's get back to George in a little bit, but I want to take you now to Bethlehem. And as we look at those fields that night, I'm going to ask you to turn to, <clears throat> turn to Luke. And Luke 2, 10-11. And here's your headline, Gabriel sends midnight message to local shepherds. Alright? At the Bethlehem News. And the Scripture says this, this is what the angel said, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you what? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What a message. What a byline. But how does that affect you and I today? Well, let's ask these questions. Are we interested in the story? Number one, how does it affect me? How does this story affect you? How many of you love watching It's a Wonderful Life? Like you saw it the first time and you're like, oh, I got to watch this every Christmas. How many of you have your Christmas movie? Okay. Mine is about Jesus. I don't know what yours is. Okay. You know, you just, no. It's okay. You can love Elf too. Okay. But ask yourself, how does that headline, how does that byline affect you? Where is your joy? If the angels announced that there is good news coming that's going to result in great joy for all people, not just the shepherds, but for you and I here today. He's really announcing that this is for you and I as well. For our time. For our present time. How does this affect you? Well, number two, what do you do with this information? I remember uh, when I was in college, there was a great storm. I had planned to go skiing with some friends. Kind of a white Christmas, but just in February. Because that's the only time it snows in Southern California. Alright, so we had planned, we're going to go up to, to, uh, to Big Bear and we're going we're to ski. And it just started dumping snow. 
And that made us really excited because we were still too young and foolish to know you're not going to be able to get up the roads. So we drove for an hour and a half up to the backside of the mountain. And there was the highway patrol. And they were stopping every car. And we had driven an hour and a half. We had rented our equipment. We were in. We had bought our, our ski lift pass. So we're into this for about $100. That's like a million dollars in case you don't know for a college student. Okay? So we're watching and we're told you can't go up unless you're a local resident. What were we going to do with that information? Well, well, we could just go home, right? Because that's the obvious answer. Today, you've heard this message proclaimed by the angel. What will you do with that information? Some of us will just go home. We're not interested. It doesn't really affect me. Let me challenge you, it does affect you. If you seek it, it does affect you. Now, had I taken that attitude, I would have missed out on one of the greatest, most joyful moments of my entire life. But everybody's sitting in the car pouting and upset and, and, and forlorn. I've never used that word before. That's a Christmas celebration right there, right? They were forlorn. And I'm watching what's unfolding in front of me because I have one thing in my head, and that's I'm on those slopes. Right? I'm making eights in the sand. It's not going to happen unless I get up there. And they're not letting us up. And I see this old beater van pull up. I swear it was like the A-team's van after eight episodes. And it pulls up and I'm looking I'm thinking, that's a local. I jump out of the car. Everybody's like, where are you going? I run up. And I tap on the guy's window. And I said, how'd you like to make 20 bucks? He says, get in in the next 10 seconds. I'm pulling away in 10 seconds. I run back. I kid you not. I run back. I tell my friends, get your gear. Quick. What's going on? Don't ask questions. Just get all of your gear. And be quiet. Because we're surrounded by 40 cars that are all bumming. And we're trying to sneak with all this gear into this scary van. Kids, don't sneak into a scary van. Not the moral of the story. We get into the van and all of a sudden people sniff it out and they realize what we're doing. I kid you not, it was like a zombie movie. People are pounding on the windows, jumping on top of the windshield trying to get in. We got up with two and a half feet of fresh powder on the mountain and only 200 people on the entire mountain. You want to talk joy. It was so joyful. But here's the kicker. On the way up, my friends are so excited. They're like, yes, yes. Just like, you know, in college, this is what you do. And then somebody had a cogent thought. How are we getting back? How are we getting back? And I said, I don't know. All I can think of is that powder. And we're going to go have an incredible, joyful time. And the Lord made it happen. One of my students happened to be up there and he was vacationing and he had four-wheel drive. And he saw us on the mountain because there's only 200 of us on the entire mountain. And we got a ride right down to our car. Great story. So much joy. What will you do with the information you have this morning? Will you just walk away and ignore it? Or will you pursue Will you pursue? This is a feel-good story, by the way. 
So he says what? Samuel, you may need to help me here. I'm, I'm hitting it. My thumb's going to break. So um, we got a new clicker and we're trying to go ahead and click to the next one here. So here's the headlines. Gabriel sends midnight message to local shepherds. But what is the message? The message is a message of good news, of great joy for all people. That includes you and I. And what's the message? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What do you do with that news? Where do you go with that news? Let's explore that for just a second, shall we? Because news is worthless and pointless unless it informs us and unless it changes us. So there's two other stories I want to share with you this morning. And it's in Luke 15. So here's the byline. Shepherd finds lost sheep. Party on, Gabe. Alright? Let's see if we can figure out what that means. So in Luke 15, you have two parables that Jesus tells back to back. And He's trying to get a point across about joy. And He's talking to Pharisees who were not really the most joyful people in the world. But here is your Savior that was born in the city of David. He is now materializing His ministry. He is now getting ready to help us understand and introduce Himself to us and His message. His life-changing message. And listen to what He says. He told them this parable, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. You see, when one lost sheep, and before we accept Christ, before we come into that pursuance of Him, we're lost. We're walking around in our own sin. We're walking around in a world of sin. We are separated from relationship with God. This is the good news. That God saw that separation. He said, that's not good enough. So I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to send My Son that you may have a way to be reunited with Me and be free from the effects and the power of sin and death. And He's going to go to the cross and He's going to take all of your penalty. He's going to take all of what is required to pay the price for your sin. This is good news. God the Father said, enough is enough. I'm sending My Son. How joyful. And when someone in this room who has yet to know Jesus Christ in that personal way, to give their life to Him, when that happens, when that is revealed, when that conviction goes from here and hearing it to here and conviction and belief, do you know what what Jesus just said? The angels are dancing. There is a party in heaven. There is huge rejoicing. Folks, yes, we as those who follow Christ and name Christ, we need to grow. We need to have joy. We'll get to that. But Jesus is saying the most important thing is the one that's lost. And I will go after the one that was lost. So He emphasizes it. So there's another byline that came out the next day. Actually, it was in the same story, but 
I like, I like the idea here. Let's go ahead and go to the next one, Samuel. Obsessive cleaning service keeps the change. Results in heavenly block party. So let's look at the parable of the lost coin. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So much joy in heaven when those who are lost hear the voice of Christ and respond. Amen? This is why Christ came. This is why we celebrate Christmas. In wrapping up, I have three things I want you to look at. So here's your headlines. Pro-choice results in pro-life. Oh, pastor, you're getting political here? What's going on? No, just follow the headline, folks. Number one, I can choose to ask Sam. There you go. I can choose to accept eternal life. It's a choice. You see, you're going to be given gifts, hopefully, if you're not given a gift, you come, you come to Pastor Jerry next, next, uh, next Christmas Day, okay? We'll get you a gift. You're going to get a gift, or maybe you've made a gift already for somebody. And can you imagine? It's fun getting old. I get to see some of my former students from youth ministry on Facebook. And, and one of them, uh, uh, they met, he met his wife at a camp that I had him come counsel at. I don't know what kind of counseling he was doing, but... He just bought her a new car for Christmas. Now, can you imagine if Megan saw the car, Sean had gone to great lengths to do all of that, and she says, yeah, that's okay. Don't really want it. But you see, that's what some will do today. It has to be a choice to receive the gift. It has to be a choice to receive the gift. Secondly, I can choose to have a transformed life. I, ha- I have to choose Jesus to have that transformed life. For you and I this morning, how do we see life? And we're, we're going to finish up here in just a second with good old George Bailey. How do you choose to see life? You see, joy is so powerful, and there's really the headline. Joy is so powerful that when I look to Jesus rather than my own things, right? When I'm seeing Jesus, when I think about Jesus continually, that's where it's different. That's where the power of joy comes in and makes it so that I can get past what Stephen was talking about, the suffering, the difficulty, the challenges. That when I think about Jesus and all that He has done, He can in an instant change the room. Have you ever been around those people? that they can just change the room. Now, if you think about the story from A Wonderful Life, you think about the hard times when when George came home and he had so much pressure on him and he tore into his children, he tore into his wife, he tore into the school teacher. And his life kept spiraling and spiraling and spiraling because he had his eyes where? On him and his problems. My friends, listen carefully to this Christmas message. As long as we keep our eyes here, we can only go as far as here. But when our eyes are on Jesus, the gift of eternal life, it opens up eternal life 
None of which any of us can handle that. It opens up the opportunity for joy and the power of joy to change our lives. I ended up in a time period in my life where I felt like George. And, and I did a lot of walking around the town at night. It wasn't snowing, so it wasn't really that bad. Don't, don't feel bad for me. But You know, I was in my early 20s, and you're really emotional at that time, and you're experiencing things for the first time, and it just seemed like life was crashing down on me. And it felt like life was just not what I thought it was supposed to be. And here I am serving you, God. Here I am devoting my life to you, God. And I had to have a moment like George Bailey. My grandfather passed away and I flew back to the Midwest for his funeral. And my mom decided to take out all of her anger on me in front of everybody. It was just a fun, fun time. So I decided to do what? Get out of the house and walk. Now it is snowing, okay? It's February in middle of, of, of Illinois. And the only place I've been to in the town is the cemetery. That's the only place I know. So I just walk. And I walk to the cemetery, and you know, I don't know why, but I walk to my, my grandmother's tombstone. I'm sitting there, and, and I'm looking at this, and that's when the Lord spoke to me, and He said, Stop letting people steal your joy. I am your joy. Get your vision on me. And I'm telling you, my life changed in an instant. And then the Lord let me meet Janine. I know, it's a feel-good movie, right? It's a wonderful life! So I can choose joy. You can choose joy. What will be your choice today? My encouragement to you in wrapping up is, choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. That's the byline. And as we wrap up this morning, I just simply say to you, Bert! Whoa, 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 what do you know about that? Yeah? No? If you're under 20, you're like, what just happened to that guy? But what a great transition, right? George is out on, on, uh, out on the bridge again. And he's calling out to God. And he says, I want life. I want to live. I want to live. Many of us are like that today. Can I just tell you? Good news came. And it provides great joy. And it's for all people. Amen? So what happened to good old George? Well, a lot of you guys know, but you know, I've got some pictures. Let's see them, because I took all the time to put them up there. So there's George praying, and then he turns to Clarence, and Clarence is his angel. What a coincidence! An angel brought a great message. Right? And so what happened? Go ahead, Samuel. Here's what happened. Joy. It kind of looks like Isabel. Luke, do you do a Jimmy Stewart? Okay, all right. Just let me know if you need some. I'll, I'll, I'll provide it. Let's go ahead and hit it again. Good news of great joy for all people. And so today, let's transition to the other story that goes back 2000 in Bethlehem times. And what do we have? Because of the birth of Jesus, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth, what? Receive her King. That requires a choice, my friends. And here we go. Two things to think about in closing. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. 
And secondly, if you've chosen Him, choose to live like it. Get your eyes off yourself and get them on Him. And your life will be filled with joy. Powerful joy. Let me close in prayer and as we do so, I'm going to have the band come up. We're going to walk out singing joy to the world today. And as we do so, in just a moment, I'm going to give a chance um, while I'm praying for you just to respond. Maybe there was something in the message today that challenged you and you want to choose Jesus. You've not made that choice yet. And you're impressed. The byline has got your attention. You may not fully understand everything yet, but the byline's got your attention and you want to know. You want to experience that joy. You want to get to Big Bear and experience two and a half feet of powder. You may not know how you're getting home, but you want to know that joy. You want to know the power of that. And you want eternal life. We'll give you a chance to respond to that in a moment. Secondly, for those that have let the circumstances of life creep in and steal your joy, get your eyes off the circumstances. Get your eyes on Christ. Because there can be joy in the midst of any dire circumstance because of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And if you come this morning bearing gifts, please bring them all to me. No, not those kinds of gifts. If you brought your offering today as you exit, the box on the left is for your offering. Thank you so much for those gifts to make the work of Christ go out and to carry through to our community. And remember, fill out those cards. Let us know if there's someone that we can bless, we can help. We've got one more week left and then we're, we're going to rejoice over the stories. Let's pray and then we'll, um, and then we'll close with joy to the world. Father, I pray this morning that Your Spirit would work in our midst. That we face the good news of great joy for all people. That unto us a Savior was born in Bethlehem. Christ the Lord. And that it is through Christ that we have eternal life. It is through Christ that we can conquer over the travails and difficulties and suffering around us. And know the power of joy. Father, speak to our hearts. Maybe those that do know Christ, we have gotten our eyes off of Him and we have focused more on the, on the periphery. If we've let ourselves get kind of sucked down into all that, clear our minds, get our eyes back in alignment to looking to the star, to looking towards Christ. Thank You, Father. And this morning, as I close in prayer, And as I ask the Lord to bless the gifts that You bring, I'm going to ask if the gift of grace has been revealed to anyone here that you want to choose Christ. And so I'm asking, just keep your eyes eyes closed and your heads bowed. If that is you this morning, that you want to choose that, that you want that eternal life, you may not fully understand it, but it's it's speaking, it's saying something to you. It suddenly means something to you then that means the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And my encouragement to you is to make a choice towards He who brings great joy. If there's anyone here this morning that that is you, so that I can see, so I can pray for you, and I can follow up with you, would you please raise your hand? Everybody else is not looking. Their their eyes are closed. If that's you and you're desiring of, of knowing Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, 
raise your hand so I can pray for you. Anybody. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Let me pray over you. Father, you've seen the hands, you've seen the hearts. There were choices made right now because of your spirit. Choices to move into joy. Choices of faith to believe the headlines that good news was coming and it is now here. We rejoice in you. Joy to the world. Amen.